We are back with another episode of Sexed in the City. And since we had so much fun last week with our threesome, we are keeping the three-person format for this episode as well. I have a Miranda and Samantha here again with me to record this episode. And we are going to be talking desperation and settling for the episode, The Turtle and the Hare. Maybe slightly of a more sad topic for some of us, but hey, I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, so listen on. We are back with Miranda and Samantha (laughs) for episode nine of Sex in the City. In this episode for Sex in the City, one of the girl's friends, Brooke, gets married to a man that no one was expecting. Why? Because he is super boring. Brooke, who is the bride, once told Carrie this guy was more boring than exposed brick, which I find kind of offensive because I do love exposed brick in an apartment, but that's unrelated. Brooke's advice to Carrie at the wedding is marry someone who loves you more than you love them. Thoughts go. (laughs) I mean, on like a philosophical level, like in theory, I'm opposed to that. In practice, it's probably smart. I think it's practical in practice, but it's sad. That's a really sad thought. It is sad, but... um... I've been single for, like, my entire life, so, um, yeah, pretty much anyone who likes me at this point is fair game, (laughs) so. So you would marry someone just as long as they loved you? No, like, I mean, I would have to, like, love them, but. But it doesn't matter, like, if you love them more, if they love you more, if love is there, then. I think so. I mean, I wouldn't really know, but I think so. I think it's not even, I mean, it is about love and loving someone, but I think this is kind of an evolution of not necessarily settling for someone who loves you more, but adjusting your expectations for what love actually is. Yeah, I think there's that. I guess it's kind of like you don't know what it is or what it looks like until you find it kind of thing. Yeah. Like, in the episode, um, Brooke makes the comment, everyone thinks they're Carolyn Bissett, who married a Kennedy, so every woman kind of grows up thinking she's going to have this epic love story and just find Mr. Wright, her knight in shining armor, that's just absolutely everything and more. And then as you get older, it's kind of adjusting to finding someone who's acceptable which is a hard (laughs) it's a really hard way to put it but I I don't think you should settle for like accepting someone but it's kind of adjusting that not everyone gets a fairy tale and Mm -hmm. all fairy tales do look different well it's funny because I feel like on some level like I've always settled like there was that one time that I was kind of dating that really hot guy he's the hottest person I've ever slept with or who's ever talked to me and I know you all think he's ugly, but I don't care. He's so hot. But he was boring as fuck. 
but I didn't care because I was blinded by his good looks, you know, and I'm sure that might have worn off eventually, but it was kind of like, I mean, that's definitely set. I mean, being boring is a big deal breaker for me, obviously. Yeah. But I was like, well, he's hot, so does it really matter? Then once you're dating someone for a long time, you know. The novelty. Yeah, it becomes more about like, oh, are they hot? Yeah, like, what else are they contributing? What else are they contributing, you know? Yeah, like, he, I don't know, he he was artsy, hot. He didn't really read books, though, which is also a deal breaker for me. Shut it down. But then there was the most recent guy who definitely, like, treated me well, but was very emotionally immature. And also didn't read books, did he? Uh, I'm not. He had heard of them, yes. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure he could read, so there's that. And yeah, we just like didn't necessarily have like similar interests, and he ended up being kind of a dick anyway. But could we? Could I have made that work? Probably would it have been settling, totally. But at the same time, here I am, single as fuck again. So, you know, would it have been the worst thing? Is it better than being alone? I don't know. Maybe not. No. I, uh, no. I think being alone is better than trying, than like being in something that kind of like sucks and you're like, I think it's thinking about the long term. Like, are you okay with short term pain for long term pleasure? That's what my acupuncturist says to me. I, and that's different for everyone. It's hard. It's a yeah. hard decision because in that moment, like, it hurts so much and you think mm-hmm. you can't do that, but long-term, is it better? I think maybe, so, both times that we broke up or, like, stopped seeing each other, um, I didn't care that much, which I also think is probably a pretty big sign that, like, I was settling. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. like, kind of sad and bummed, but I was more like, wow, I'm single again versus, like, I miss him. So, yeah, I think that's kind of a sign if you were like, oh, whatever, then it shows you weren't too invested. Yeah. Just how I thought I was with my now boyfriend the first time we dated. I was like, mm, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> whatever. And then we stopped seeing each other and I was like, oh my God, I'm like really saddened by this. And I was like, I'm having an emotional reaction to this. And I was what are not these prepared feelings? for that. <laughs> and now we are dating and we've been dating for like almost two years, but you know. That's when I was like, I guess this is a real person I want to be with, but I wasn't expecting that. And you find that emotional connection. That's right. And then you're sad. So yeah, you should maybe have some sort of feeling other than like, he fucking sucked and I'm happy he's gone. But I think some people come at it as like, they don't ever want that pain and that feeling if they do stop seeing one another, but while they're with them, they think it's acceptable and happy. And they're like, I can live a comfortable, fine life. Am I ever swept off my feet? No, but I'm also not ever going to know real pain. I think it all comes down to people wanting to avoid pain, which kind of comes with love and relationships. Mm. Well, people are going to find pain in a lot of other areas of their lives. So, I mean, if they want to mitigate it in this personal arena, that's their choice. But I don't think you can avoid it. I don't know. I don't think I was like trying to avoid pain necessarily. I'm not I don't think that you should be dating if you're that afraid of getting hurt. It just kind of comes along with the territory. You know, I think if you're that afraid, you got some deeper shit to figure out and you should really get your ducks in a row first. Go to the therapist. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. 
I, I think, think it's to avoid being lonely in the short term. I think that's what it yeah. is for a lot of people. Like, yeah. they just sure. don't want to be lonely. But you should probably work on cultivating a relationship with yourself so that you don't feel yeah. like you need someone else to fill some part that you feel you're missing. It's true. That you're lonely and you're alone and you don't want to be alone. There's a big difference between being alone and being lonely. Yes. And, like, everyone, even if you're in a relationship, is going to be lonely at some point. It's, like, normal and natural, but, yeah, using someone as a band-aid or to fill a void is um, really bad. Yeah, that's when it gets dangerous is when you are trying to solve lonely with another person versus maybe trying to find a new hobby or something. Yeah. Like exploring books. Yeah, pottery. <laughs> Boyfriend or pottery. Personally, in the winter months, I'm fine with just me and my Netflix and our relationship. That's like when I like to be shacked up, though. Cuffing season. Well, it's you have your winter boyfriend who you can't be seen in public with. It's a perfect season. This is your secret sex month, as we just <laughs> talked about. On season... Wait, season one, episode six. Plug. <laughs> We're really taking it back. This is great. We're yeah. cross-posting. That's right. This is great. It's a good strategy. But, yeah. So, I actually went to lunch with someone before to catch up, and they're married and everything, and they made that comment to me and I about, like, marrying someone who loves you more, and I couldn't tell if they were, like, making a joke as a reference to this mm-hmm. episode if they were actually trying to give me the same advice that they followed so I guess it will always be a mystery because you can't actually ask someone was that a joke or actually do it I just nodded and smiled politely as I do so many interactions when I don't understand what people are saying to me so Carrie eventually asked Mr. Big why do people get married if they're not in love and Mr. Big muses that it is companionship, so people just don't feel lonely, or even guilt. I agree on the companionship. I think people just kind of want to find someone and be done with it versus the process of dating, mm-hmm. and they don't want to feel lonely. Um, I think that's kind of human nature. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't... I can't imagine being guilted into... A marriage, though. Yeah, what is that? Like, I got you pregnant, so we're getting married? Like, like Ooh. what oh, sort... Yeah, yeah it's like... More like pressure than guilt, you Like, know? You're, you've been dating for, like, five years, and you feel like you have to get married. That's, like, the thing well, you have to do. That's that episode of Dating Around that we saw. You know, Oh yeah. woman, yes. she was From divorced. She was, like, pretty family. young. She was, like, 30-something. I think, like, later 30s, but still she pretty She got married young. at, like, 24. Mm-hmm. And had gotten divorced a few years earlier. And it's because so, she came from a traditional family. Yeah, and they and that's had been together did. for a while, and their families just like essentially like really pressured them to get married. And they both, she was saying, they both knew like it was never going to yeah. work out. So that sense of like letting people down, yeah. whether it's your yeah. partner or your family, or you know, like we've made it this far, we're actually engaged now. Like mm-hmm. the deposit's down on the venue, so we can't back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, I had a friend who was, she proposed to her boyfriend who she had been cheating on for, oh, at least a solid year with a variety of different guys. And um, she proposed to him basically to make herself, you know, feel less guilty and be like, this is the right move for us, which we all knew it was not because 
What is that going to solve? She had a deposit on a venue. She bought a dress. She had rings. And, you know, then they called the wedding off because she realized, like, you know, being guilted into marrying someone when you made the choice to, like, to do this was not a great idea. So what's worse, marrying someone just so you don't feel lonely or marrying someone because you feel guilty? Oh, feeling guilty. Yeah, that's worse for sure. Because at least, like, if you marry someone to not feel lonely, I think you kind of at least choose someone that you know you'll have, like, a decent life with. Maybe maybe you don't find them super exciting, but you think you can at least be somewhat happy with them. Yeah, I feel like you're both getting something out of that, I guess. It's like you don't feel lonely, and assuming that they were the ones you wanted to get married, they get to get married. Yeah. If you're getting married out of guilt, you just get a lifetime of guilt. And it's like you're also feeling, fulfilling, like, some sort of obligation. Like, it's Mm. not... Now you feel like if you're getting married for companionships or you're not alone, there is an element of choice there. You know, like you are... That's a personal decision versus guilt is more of you're trying to please other people. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So during this episode, it is with the famous turtle. Samantha starts dating the turtle because she was out one night, gets blown off by her date, feeling bad about herself. And the turtle was also at the restaurant, and he compliments her, and that is just what she needed in the moment. Um, So she sits and has dinner with him, and they begin somewhat dating. She calls him a fixer-upper because he's a loser. I don't don't really know how else to say this. He's kind of odd. Yeah. Um, So can you train or fix men? Can they be a fixer-upper? I think to an extent, yes. You can fix, like, wardrobe, haircut, um, you know, like, style stuff. But I think if there's something so wrong with their personality, like, you can't change people. You can definitely help them. You can help them grow, like, personality-wise or, like, you know, bring out a different side of them. But, and I think in terms of, like, what Samantha was doing, that was, like, physical. She was trying to upgrade him. She was no, focusing she on do. the physical things. Yeah, she, yes. yeah. You can't fundamentally change someone's, like, personality. No. Which is eventually what she realized, and she was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you realize you can't change someone. But, I mean, I would say, like, relationships are kind of about compromise, but you can't ask someone to change everything they are about mm-hmm. themselves, which, like, I dated a guy, and we lived together, and... Like, they were a great person, but fundamentally, I think at the core of it, our personalities just weren't going to work long time. Like, he needed me to be something that I wasn't, and I needed him to be something that he wasn't. So, while we loved each other, you can't ask someone to change who they are that Mm -hmm. much. And so, I think that's kind of ultimately went wrong with that, which is kind of key to this for, um, for actually settling and do you change yourself that much for someone else. I mean, that was a big thing about that guy I was dating is that he dressed like a 12th grader. If I had to see one more American Eagle polo shirt, I was going to lose my shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, style and stuff like that, it's superficial, but it does matter. It's just like the way you're presenting yourself to the world. I also hated his hair. And if you have to like force someone, bad hair, if you have to force (laughs) someone into being whatever you consider, you know, like. You shouldn't be embarrassed and feel like you have to, like, turn them into an acceptable person. That's right. And that's kind of like, you know, 
we were dating for the second time, so it it just like I guess feels more serious when you don't have to like go through the motions of getting to know someone. You're, it feels like you're jumping back into where you left off. And I was like, oh, like, would I ever want him to meet my parents or my sister? And I like died. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. The thought That's of him meeting my spot. family was like, a, I was like, it can never happen. He look at him. Like, his, I can't, I can't do his, it. And like, crack now, the, boots. in the way that he like, I think that he just like is a little bit more crass, maybe. So I was like, That's he would like thinking about him having a conversation with my dad. I was like, my dad would fucking strangle him. Like, I can't do it. And that's all important stuff to consider. My dad would, like... <laughs> my mom would slap him. I don't know. Like, I... Yeah, I was like, I didn't see him, like... And I always think about that, too. Like, meeting my family. I was dating. My current boyfriend, I was always like, hmm, no. You're, you're not passing master. You know? Yeah. And it's a lot of that. And it's like, I could... Because make if, you physically presentable, but, you know. You can't change what's going to come out of their mouth. Like. That's right. And we're going to talk about, like, I don't know, things we read in the New Yorker, and that means nothing to you. You know? It's not going to work out. I can't make you be interested in stuff you're not interested in. Mm-hmm. And that's a more fundamental thing than your haircut that might be bad that we could fix. Yeah, we can fix that. But <laughs> if he wasn't so emotionally attached to it for no reason, maybe it could have been fixed. But no, I don't want to talk about You're it. You're <laughs> Sore subject. <laughs> Where I think you can have a little more leeway with fixing someone, if you're like, oh, I love their personality, I could introduce them to my friends, my parents, in a social setting. You're not rocking an American Eagle polo tee in public you're not embarrassing to be seen with. You can fix them in the bedroom if that's where you're not happy with them. I would say... If everything else is fine on the exterior, you should give someone a shot and it's not like you're settling. If they're not everything you would hope for in bed, I think you can fix it there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like as long as, I mean, you have to have like the communication. But the bigger problem is if they refuse to like change. Yeah. If they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like if they're unwilling to compromise in any of these categories, whether it be like looks, personality, like Mm-hmm. personality being you're just a dick and won't rein it in or if you're like selfish in the bedroom like they're not willing to change any of that like that's a no-go but I think if they're willing to modify on some situations and I think they're coachable in the bedroom then like stick it out yeah and I think that's not selling I think that's kind of like no one is ever gonna be perfect yeah, yeah you're not gonna get like Mr. Right who meets like every checklist on your box that's just not a thing and it's not settling because you don't get 10 out of 10 checks like it's being realistic is good yeah settling is like three or four yeah and it's kind of like you know i suppose it goes both ways like i like to think that i'm perfect but i'm not (laughs) i have my flaws i know what they are i'm really not willing to change them so i'm I'm pretty (laughs) sure that i know what they are but maybe i don't (laughs) that's why i'm alone (laughs) I'm kind of like a, this is my personality take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Carrie wonders, in a city of great expectations, is it time to settle for what you can get? Is everyone in Manhattan settling? I'm leaning towards yes for me. Uh, you ever see people on the subway and you think, what's happening here? 
Yes, all, all right. the time. Yeah, you brought me right back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. When you see people and you're like, wow, they're out of your league. What what brought you two together? Yes, yeah. I see that a lot. And I just like, you know. Well, I feel like when that happens, there's something very wrong personality-wise with one of them. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like it's your hobby, you're dumb or you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Or blind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So, I mean, in those situations, is one of them settling? Probably. I was wondering, like, was there something that really brought you together or are you settling? Like, did you buy Is he really rich and Mm -hmm. you just want his money? Yes, probably. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Who knows? But. Yeah. But it's not even like an, I would say I assume it's more of a money thing when it's like an age difference. But when you just see two like younger people on the subway and it's like very different, you can't really <laughs> put it together. Yeah. Which you see. I wonder yeah. if like people thought that that hot guy was settling for me. Like I think that we were like on a decently same level, but he was definitely really hot. But sometimes I was like, oh, are people going to think that he's settling for me? They're wrong, but probably maybe. not. A little short. We were. He was just like an. Outed. What? I definitely think I've dated people that were like out of my league, like in terms of attractiveness and how together you are with your life overall. Mm. And I'm always like. I'm just going to ride this out as long as I can. You'll eventually catch on. (laughs) And I guess it's like as I get older, different things are important to me. Yeah. Like looks, I can get over that. Probably. It depends. (laughs) Yeah, there's a limit. Yeah, there's definitely a limit. Well, it's interesting because I feel like everyone says it, that girls can be one easier, one over easier by a personality than guys can, which Mm. I think is true. I don't know. I, like, don't want to admit that it's true. I feel like it's kind of, like, sexist, but I suppose that is, like, what it's saying. Is that it? Yeah. It's sexist. It is sexist. It's but. absolutely sexist. It's sexist, but I think it's true. Yeah, because yeah. even when I was dating, like, guys would come up with, like, all sorts of, like, stupid reasons. Like, you are pretty, but, like, you would be really hot if you, like, weren't so fat or, you know, this was one of my favorites. Oh, how tall are you? And I, this was in my profile that I'm 4'11". Oh, that's just too short for me. Like, I really don't date short girls. Like, and I was like, oh, how tall are you? Oh, I'm 5'7". And I said, you're not even tall enough for this to be an issue. Yeah, that's short, too. Yes, you're also, a short man! It's probably, was it like a balding man with a dad bod who said that? Because I don't want to hear it. Like, Honestly, no one asked him. No, and I was so like, rude. I put that on there, and also, what? I've gone what? out with like, guys who are like, <laughs> they're close to six feet, but they prefer short girls because it makes them still feel more secure about themselves and their height. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you can reach don't the top shelf. That. What are you talking about? Like, why do you need a girl Don't tell me things five? like that. Because we'll <laughs> never be taller than them in a heel. Yeah. And yeah. they just never want to feel Actually, emasculated. In yeah. my experience, I don't necessarily mind if a guy is like my height or even a little shorter than me in heels. It's always them that are like, can you not do that? Yes, because you don't care. No. I mean, 
Okay, I, if, I Tom, care a if bit. they're Tom Cruise and you're Nicole Kidman, that's an issue. Yeah. But if it's, you know. If it's like an not inch. Not as bad. Not a big two deal. Two inches, whatever, yeah. I don't know. Two inches is pushing With it. With inhales, though? Then when you're out of heels and it becomes. Yeah, like, no, inhale. No, yeah, right. inhales would be fine. But. Yeah. It's always them who has the issue. Yeah. Doesn't matter. More insecure. I definitely feel like I see more girls who are more attractive with guys that are less attractive. Yes, yes, it's always that. I feel like that's more of the common ratio, and I think that's because, like, he's funny, and you can win a girl over like that. But, like, even if a girl is funny, if she's not hot, the guy's still like, "Mm, No, she's like the sidekick. She's like the friend. She's the friend, yeah. Yeah, she's, you know, this is like a rom-com. Exactly. The plain friend who is hearing about... The guy's future people he wants to date. Yeah. Never the object of his actual affection. Oh my god, we live in a rom-com. That's my worst nightmare. I don't know if I would be this single if we lived in a rom-com. I would like to think not. (laughs) (laughs) If we lived in a rom-com, oh my god, what rom-com would you be? Ooh. I think I'd like to be How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That's a good one. Um... What's that one that I'm thinking of with Heath Ledger? Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Me too. What is that? Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, well, yes. Well, actually, I love Heath Ledger. So okay, I love that's this, good. But, um, I could see you being like a Cat Stratford, though. Yeah. I'm not as annoying as her. But No. Maybe. But. And I would never read a poem in front of a class. <laughs> you would never write one that bad either. There's that, too. <laughs> would you flash someone to get out of detention, though? Yeah. I would. Yes. I would flash someone for very minimal. <laughs> I flash people to get free drinks. Yeah. That was like me care. in college. Yeah. I have a very low bar. What it takes for me to show you my Not, Yeah. People don't really ask me to flash them. <laughs> it's not really an issue for me. <laughs> well. Maybe that's why my bar's so low. I'm so flattered if you even ask yeah. me. Like, I'll show you. No, I'll just show you. <laughs> You want to see them? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, also during this episode, Mr. Big tells Carrie he never wants to get married again. And Carrie doesn't know if she can date a guy who doesn't want to get married. She says she wasn't even thinking about marriage until he said he didn't want to get married. I think that's true. I think I don't think about a lot of things until you try to take them away from me. Oh, mm. no, you know what it is? It's like you're you're not interested in a guy until you see that another girl is interested in him, and then you start thinking about, oh, he does have potential. That's what this reminds me of. Um, I feel like I know what I want. I know that I want a boyfriend who's obsessed with me, so... So I'm just the neurotic one in this scenario who wants what she can't have. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So it's like, I guess I know that I want like a serious relationship. So I guess I'm not necessarily like thinking about marriage all the time. But if it's stuff like that is off the table right away, then I know that like I'm not wasting my time with them. It's like... You know, that's why I prefer for it to come up earlier. That's one of those fundamental things that I think, you know, if you're, like, going to do a real relationship, you know, you I should think maybe... Like, well, for one, I'm speaking up front about that, but I think it's the fundamental cause of, like, we want what we think we can't have is 
how I would address it. Well, that seems about right to me. Single as fuck. So. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But I think that's kind of what she's getting at in this. Is like, Mm -hmm. she didn't even think she wanted something until she thought she couldn't have it. Which is how I feel about people and a lot of things. Yeah. Which is very childish and immature of me. And I'm working on growth. Right. Right. How old is Carrie in this show? Like 30 something? Yeah. I'm Everybody's a big baby on this show. Yeah. I'm, I'm acknowledging I have a problem in my 20s. I'm not like mid 30s like Carrie yet. There's still hope for me. That's right. That's right. Um, Samantha brings up if you act like you don't care, then he will wonder why you don't care, which then makes him realize that he does care. Dating games. That's what it makes me think of. Who is the time for that bullshit? No one has ever actually cared, so I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's like a thing is that people people always wonder, like, are they playing games? Am I playing games? Are we playing games back? Which is, I guess in modern times, it's kind of like, well, he took 12 hours to respond to me, so I'm going to take 13 hours to respond to him. There was this guy I was dating in London, and... I was like, finally, I was like, why does it take you so long to text me back sometimes? And he's like, however long it takes for you to text me back, I double that. And I was like, you're wasting, I'm only here for four months. You're wasting everybody's time. Like, get your shit together. Yeah, wow. that's like, it's It was so game. annoying. I feel like it's definitely a game thing. Yeah, and then when you actually ignore someone, they want Ooh. you. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, but I'm not doing this as a game. Like, I'm genuinely ignoring you. Like, no. One time I, I blocked just... so I blocked someone, and he texted me from his second phone number for his, like, burner phone. Oh, God. Because he, he thought I was he just, like, dealer? ignoring him. Um, he Maybe. said it was because he wanted to have um, a phone number to give out for, like, scams. Not scams, but, like, <laughs> things where you don't want people to actually call you, but you need to provide a phone number. Oh, okay. so he had it. It was like a burner phone solely for that. Which that again, sketchy. who does that? Very oh, weird. Just make it up. Yeah, that's super weird. He is a weird man. Yeah. I mean, who goes through the extra effort to like text me from another phone because you think I blocked you? Which I did because I didn't want to talk to you. Well, I do think it's kind of um, if you've been dating someone and you go your separate ways, and maybe it just kind of was like a ghost situation where you disappear when you're getting over them and you're moving on then they just slide right back into your messages at the most inopportune time um i'm a big fan of getting it all out and also having the last word so that doesn't happen to me you're like i'm gonna make them so mad and make them think i'm so crazy i'm never going to hear want to make them cry i want to yeah yep i like it and it works (laughs) so it does work it does work I used to do that. Yeah. I really don't understand. Well, in some situations it's fine, but in a lot of situations where you're like breaking up and you're getting back together and you're breaking up and you're getting back together, like just end it. Like if there's problems the first time, they're probably going to be reoccurring problems. I mean, that's what happened with this guy that I was just dating. Like you keep having the same time. problems over and over. It was funny because it should have been a red flag, but I was kind of like, oh, we've talked it out now. It should be fine. But it was like the same problems that came up the first time carried over to the second time. And we also weren't able. So I think the reason we kind of like ended it the first time was because we didn't have the same idea about what like a relationship was. We were like boyfriend and girlfriend for like two weeks, but still. 
but at the end of the day he was just like I have to like I don't want to do this like this means like all this stuff to me and I was like I don't think anything has to change so we just like couldn't get on the same page there and then this time around he was saying how we were so serious and all this stuff and I was like we weren't together long enough for it to be serious we weren't in love we didn't meet anyone's parents we didn't live together like no it wasn't serious like we just don't have the same fundamental ideas about things and I think at the end of the day it's stuff like that I guess in my case it just wasn't something we could get over which I think is kind of core to the coming back of are you settling or are you not settling for Mm -hmm. those if you're willing to deal with it long term which I think isn't smart because long term problems don't go away like if it's the root of something if it's like very core to values that's not going to change at all you can buy a man a new haircut and a new outfit but fortunately you can't buy people new personalities i should probably get myself a new one if that is a thing (laughs) (laughs) the future is full of surprises (laughs) so after a negative note about men and how much they can suck sometimes miranda says men are becoming obsolete And this is about the episode with the rabbit, which is the most amazing vibrator, according to the ladies. And not only do you not need to have a man to have a baby, you also don't need a man to have an orgasm. So Miranda says she always knows where her next orgasm is coming from with her vibrator, and who else can say that? Thoughts on vibrators? They're great. I recommend not relying on a man for an orgasm because they don't know where anything is half the time. That's... It's just much faster to use a vibrator. Yeah. It's so, like, quick and efficient. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah, vibrator's amazing. Everyone get a wand. Everyone buy a wand. vibrator. Yeah. A mini one for your clit. A bigger, like, dildo one that can go <laughs> inside of you. Like A wand when you want to get off in 30 seconds. I mean. Exactly. It's good. But Charlotte also becomes worried that she's addicted to her vibrator and worries that sex with a man will never be the same again. I don't think that's an actual fear. They're not mutually exclusive. You can use your vibrator while having sex with a man and it's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're for partnerships too. Like That's right. Like while it is great when you're kind of single and actually not getting laid by anybody... It's a good holdover, but it's also fun for with your partner too, and which is why you should have multiple versions of your vibrator for every situation. <laughs> and have different ones. Wait. There's I'm, ones made for partner play, all sorts of things. I have a really embarrassing story that happened to me in my old super involving my vibrator. So I came home one day, <laughs> and I thought there was an electric humming in my walls and I thought something was wrong with the entire building. And so the super was coming over to look at something anyways. And I like drug him into my room. I was like, something's in my wall. Something's happening with my wall. There's this humming. It's been going on for like two hours at this point. Fix it. And so we're around my bed area, my nightstand, whatnot. And he's like, no, I think you have something electronic going off. And I was like, ridiculous, it's in my wall. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying, there's nothing electronic right here. <laughs> it's, it's something is wrong with the wiring inside of my wall. And he's like, 
no, this sounds like an electronic somewhere. And he starts, like, opening my drawers and going through my stuff. And about the time he is about to open another drawer, I realize what could be making a humming electric sound. And I just start screaming at him <laughs> at the top of my lungs to, like, get the fuck out of my room. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, you told me to come in here. I was like, I did, but I realized I have ghosts because I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> what? I was like, my room is haunted and that's what's happening <laughs> and I need you to get out. So he's also like a Hasidic Jewish man, like doesn't shake hands with women, like very conservative. And I'm like losing my mind on him. We already don't have a great relationship. And this just kind of like put the final nail in the coffin. At this point, like I'm screaming and losing my mind for him to like get out of my room. My roommates come over and is staring me in the hall like, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? And I'm trying to mouth with her that turns out my vibrator is going off somewhere, and I finally put that little puzzle piece together. And she's oh dying God. laughing. He's like, I don't understand. Like, you called me in here. You're being ridiculous right now. What are you talking about, ghost? And, yeah, so from then on, he would never accept my calls if anything in the apartment was actually broken. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> So at the end of the day, don't settle, I guess, unless no. you think it might work out long term. In today's society, there's no need to settle. People are getting married older. They're having children mm-hmm. later in life. Nothing, you know. Did you read that article on Refinery29 about settling? That bitch is not settling. Which one was this? It was just like a stupid article. It wasn't she the was person like, who's like single okay at 30. No. Six. She was like, why it's okay to settle or like why settling was the best decision I ever made. She oh, just, I think I saw the title of that. She was just saying like, that this. like her boyfriend and her don't share a ton of interest, but otherwise it seems like they're in a pretty happy relationship. She's like, we're just like kind of boring. And it's like, who cares? Who's exciting? Right. If you are exciting, you're probably nuts. I don't want to be around you. That's Those interesting. People having, I'm going to link that for this. Having threesomes everywhere. So I have to find I have it. it. Yeah, I have it pulled up. Are the people going to sex parties? Those mm-hmm. are the people with an exciting. All right. Food for and thought and an opposing opinion to what we've put forth here today, I guess. I don't even know. We've put like 10 different opinions <laughs> for it. As we get drunker, our opinions change. So I'm going to wrap this up now before we're even more drunk and say something offensive. Probably more than we already have, but I I have no filter, so. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and good night, except this drops in the morning time, so whatever. (laughs) Have a great day.